from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. Legal fallout continues in south-central Ohio, stemming from the worst mass murder in Ohio history. Clay Gordon reports. Today, a civil lawsuit is expected to be heard in Pike County surrounding the murders of the Roden family. You may remember back in April of 2016, eight members of the Roden family were shot and killed execution style while they slept. Two years later, several members of the Wagner family were arrested and charged with the murders. Tony Roden has filed a civil lawsuit seeking unspecified damages for the murders of his brothers, Chris Roden, and seven family members. I'm Clay Gordon. Cleveland police are getting a helping hand when it comes to fighting crime. Stephanie Haney has more with City Council President Blaine Griffin about an agreement with U.S. Marshals. Operation 216 is a planned partnership where the CPD will utilize the same resources that the Marshals use to get fugitives and violent criminals off the streets. A few months ago, Councilman Polensic, along with myself, really, you know, petitioned the U.S. Marshal to say, hey, we will welcome your help. And uh, we're glad that the administration administration reached out as well. So all of us uh, want to make sure that we see violent crime in this city stop. Now the help is a welcome relief as the city has been dealing with a deficit of patrol officers and detectives. Operation 216 begins this month and runs through September. The marshal's office will assist in tactical support and also investigating unsolved cases. I'm Stephanie Haney. Issue 1 was defeated statewide on Tuesday, 53 to 47 percent. Nearly three-quarters of a million people voted early, and 70 percent of them voted against Issue 1. An analysis by the Associated Press shows that among those who voted on Election Day, 53 percent opposed Issue 1, 47 percent supported it. Election Day voting has tended to favor Republicans ever since then-President Donald Trump discouraged advance voting in his failed 2020 re-election bid. So the numbers indicate a significant number of Republicans voted against Issue 1, even though it was a Republican-led initiative. The no side was comfortably ahead in areas that Trump carried narrowly in 2020, although yes led in areas Trump won by greater margins in 2020, it fell far short of Trump's performance in every county in the state. Toxic algae blooms are starting to become more significant in Lake Erie as summer rolls on. Swimming is currently not permitted at Maumee Bay State Park near Toledo. Michael Sandlin has more with Heather Burnett from the local health department. Lucas County Health Department leaders tell me that prolonged exposure can lead to skin irritation, rash, upset stomach, and even illness. I have seen people swimming. Sometimes people don't see that sign, or they do, and they think that you know they're healthy, they can go in the water. But that sign that says do not swim, there's a reason for it. It's because we're looking out for your health. Health officials tell me if you're already exposed, the best bet is to immediately go home and shower to reduce your exposure time. And make sure you wash your swimsuits as well. Reporting in Oregon, I'm Michael Sandlin. As cleanup continues from the toxic train derailment back in February, Norfolk Southern says it'll be staying in East Palestine for the long term by opening a permanent field office in the Columbiana County Village. In a press release, the railroad said it had purchased the former Britain Chevrolet office with plans to turn it into its own space beginning this fall. That building is across the street from East Palestine's historic train depot, which Norfolk Southern recently donated back to the village with plans to renovate it. A decades-old cold case is coming to a close. Yolanda Harris in Columbus says a man has been sentenced to life 
for murdering two Central Ohio women. 68-year-old Robert Edwards was convicted this past July of murdering Alma Lake in 1991 and Michelle Dawson in 1996. The murders remained unsolved until 2020 when investigators used DNA to link Edwards to the crimes. He'll be eligible for parole in 45 years. I'm Yolanda Harris. A police department in a suburb east of Cleveland is dealing with fallout from the arrest of one of its officers who's now on leave. Bree Buckley reports. Chester Township Police Officer Nicholas Iacampo is being charged with sexual battery involving a teenager while he was on patrol. Police Chief Craig Young says that the incident did not happen on police property. Iacampo was a temporary school resource officer at West Jaga Schools from January to June of this year. There is no evidence, there is no information to show that anything happened while he was at West Jaga Schools. Now the small department of about 15 officers is focusing on moving forward. There is a lot of anger and frustration here. It was unfortunate circumstances, but I can tell you this. This police department is not defined by one bad act and in one individual. We are and should be held to a higher standard. So when something like this happens and jeopardizes that trust, it's incumbent on us to get that trust and that respect back. And we're going to work very diligently to do that. Bree Buckley in Chester Township. Kings Island is putting a focus on kids for what's new next year. The park north of Cincinnati will expand its kids area with the addition of a new adventure area known as Camp Snoopy, which will feature the park's 16th roller coaster, Snoopy's Soapbox Racers. The kid coaster will hit a top speed of 36 miles per hour. Ohio State Fair leaders say this year's edition had some impressive numbers. Total money spent on rides and games was over $3 million, up 36% over last year. Food and beverage sales topped $8 million, up 18%. Just over 1 million people attended the fair, 1,006,000. That was up 16%. This past Saturday set a record for highest single-day attendance with 119,000. Ohio State's athletic director Gene Smith announced yesterday he'll retire at the end of June next year, marking 19 years at the position. Dave Holmes has reaction. Gene Smith made a handful of high-profile coaching hires during his time at Ohio State, including Ryan Day. Remember, five years ago, Day was pretty still unknown in the world of coaching, but Urban Meyer and Gene Smith saw enough in Coach Day to determine he was the right man to lead the Buckeyes, and that honor still means a lot to Ryan Day. Any happier for Gene and Sheila? Um... You know, what they've done at Ohio State, uh, the 19 years that they've dedicated themselves, they poured their heart and soul into Ohio State athletics and, and just the university in general. And I think for me, it was that he, that he believed in me as a person. And that was a big decision. And that's why I'm so grateful for it. What I owe and my family owes him, I can't even really verbalize, um, you know, an opportunity to, to be a first-time head coach at Ohio State. But, but he obviously saw something, and, and that instilled confidence in me to do my job. I'm Dave Holmes. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WKYC in Cleveland, WTOL in Toledo, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.